Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Yeah, yeah, happy, happy hour. Yeah. I almost dropped an F-bomb right out of the, because what a fucking week it's been it's been a it's been a week why it's happy hour why am i editing myself i don't know fuck, oh, it. fuck that right i mean this was a week yeah. i listen i it was very stressful i m- masturbated successfully you'll have to go to patreon to hear all the yeah. details of that however this happy hour is fantastic comedian ben glebe mm-hmm. who uh punked an anti-vaxxer restaurant which was <laughs> hilarious yeah and uh uh glenn kirshner who just makes us feel Better. Oh, yes. And uh, Colonel Steve Austin uh, reminds you that America is in danger. Danger girl. Girl. Oh, oh dear. Okay. But my point is, he makes us feel better that he does not think this horrible Texas law is going to stand. So uh, we shall see. But he makes a lot of great legal points. And yep. uh, Ben Glebe, hilarious. Please enjoy uh, Happy Hour while I stop my dogs before they disembowel oh, me. Boy. Happy Happy Hour. Yay! If ever there was a week. I needed to get behind first. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Glenn, a body, a shot to the solar plexus this week for justice, right? Yeah. Every every day is crazier than the day before. You know, now it's the new Texas law, which I look forward to talking about. It's Kevin McCarthy not just obstructing the congressional hearing into the Capitol attack, but threatening the witnesses with retaliation, abusing his office so we have a lot to cover but you know what since you brought that up i was gonna do supreme court first but that is a really obviously you've heard the breaking news that which we assumed but that kevin mccarthy is among the group of lawmakers whose phone records are of interest to the select committee so you know when he was openly obstructing saying oh a republican majority won't forget it, it, it was not reported yet, although we know because he said that he talked to Trump that day. We knew that, you know, but does that change it legally that he is a target and he is openly yeah, it, threatening and obstructing, right? I have dealt with guys like Kevin McCarthy all my life as a prosecutor. And in substance, what Kevin McCarthy said when he threatened the phone companies, telling them, do not produce relevant evidence, he said, And he said, I will retaliate. When the GOP is back in power, we will get after you. He said, snitches get stitches. That's what he said in substance. And that is lawlessness on top of corruption, on top of abuse of power, on top of more lawlessness. And Steph, I want to know why the Department of Justice doesn't already have an arrest warrant 
for Kevin McCarthy for obstructing a congressional hearing and for uh, witness tampering. This is it's criminal law 101 watching his crimes in the harsh light of day. Well, and Marjorie Taylor Greene, who we also know is a target, they want her uh, phone records. She said if if they do this, the phone companies, they will be shut down. That's a promise. I mean, that's an even more explicit threat, isn't it? Steph, that's like me telling a witness who has been subpoenaed to the grand jury, do not show up, do not testify against me. And if you do, we're going to come after you. I mean, that is not only a crime. It is so damaging of the integrity of the criminal justice system. And in this instance, of Congress's responsibility to investigate the Capitol attack, the insurrection, that the Department of Justice has to move out. They have to move yeah. out on these yeah. people. Well, Chris asked you before the break if you're all right. He said with your Jersey accent, he thought you were. Yeah. I, and, <laughs> and I said, no, he's in D.C., so he could take over as attorney That's general, right. like almost <laughs> immediately. There'd be no moving costs, nothing. Yeah. Malcolm Nance mentioned that this week, by the way, uh, Attorney General Glenn Kirshner. You, you know, if anybody, you have been patient about the Department of Justice and, you know, you always counsel us justice is coming. But, you know, you tweeted this is precisely what happens when our law enforcement authorities refuse to t- timely hold criminal politicians accountable. It encourages further crime like McCarthy criminally obstructing a congressional proceeding. Hey, DOJ, start enf- enforcing the damn law. Um, I think a lot of people's patience has worn thin with the DOJ, don't yeah. you? And listen, I've investigated lots of cases in the grand jury. I understand the need to do it thoroughly, to button it up so you have as bulletproof a case as you can possibly bring. But when public safety is at risk, we have to move out. We can't continue to investigate in our quest to build the perfect case. We have to move out and protect the public and protect our democracy. That's why I'm losing my patience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and someone asked you what happens when every GOP member connected to one six pleads the fifth. And you said Congress can grant them immunity and compel their testimony. However, that complicates DOJ's ability to prosecute them. And I suspect the evidence will demonstrate that many of them should be prosecuted. I mean, I think that's what a lot of us are hungry for. It's like, forget congressional this or that. These people belong in jail for this. I mean, Go ahead. They do. And, and, and we have to be careful, though, because when we call like a Jim Jordan, you know, when he's asked, did you talk to the president during the Capitol attack? And his answer was, and I quote, and when we when we call somebody like that before Congress as part of the House Select Committee's investigation, he will invoke the fifth because he's not stupid. Then Congress yeah. has a decision to make. Do we grant him immunity Or do we say, we understand you've committed crimes. We understand you have a Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination, so we're excusing you and we're moving on to the next witness. Because here's the challenge, Steph. If they grant him immunity and they force him to testify, which they can do, that complicates our ability to prosecute him later. Think Oliver North. During the Iran-Contra affair, Oliver North committed buku felony crimes. He was called before Congress. He was granted immunity. He was compelled to testify. Thereafter, we prosecuted him, and he was convicted of three felony offenses. On appeal, his case was thrown out. Why? Because he was forced to testify publicly before Congress, and the appellate court thought some of that information may have made its way into the prosecution against him, and so it was used against him. So it really does complicate matters. I would rather send Jim Jordan on his way after he pleads the fifth 
and retain our ability to prosecute. Yeah, him. yeah. Patience is uh, not my strong suit, but okay. <laughs> um, let's talk about Supreme Court. I. I don't even know what to say. You tweeted a bunch of things. Men shouldn't stand for this either. Depriving half of America of their constitutional rights is an affront to us all. This must not stand. Um, You said, um, if we are to restore the legitimacy of the court, if we are to restore women's constitutional rights, we must uh, add justices. Um, I'm so sick, Glenn, of people saying, oh, that's very radical. This isn't radical? Asking fellow citizens to be bounty hunters on their neighbor's private medical decisions? I, I, I mean... I mean, how much more radical would laws have to be before we say yeah, it's Steph, time to expand? Let, the let me tell you, as much as this law infuriates me, this law is a stunt and this law will fail. And here's why. Two reasons. One, Texas tried to do away with the requirement that if you're going to sue somebody, you need to have standing, which means you need to have a personal dog in the fight and you need damages. You personally need to have been harmed. What the Texas law did is say, no, you no longer need those two things. So the Texas government is just completely debasing the court, saying we're now going to let everybody use the court for their own ideological purposes without the requirement of standing or damages. So that, that demeans the courts the same way or in a very similar way that the sanctioned Kraken lawyers demean the courts. The courts ultimately will not stand for it. We can talk about what the Supreme Court did in a minute, but here's the other reason it will fail, Steph, because when Texas says we're passing a law that private citizens can sue any other private citizen for exercising their constitutional rights, for doing something that the first citizen doesn't like, guess what? California can pass a law saying you can sue anybody for carrying a gun. Uh, And the person being sued would say, wait a minute, I have a constitutional right to carry a gun. Well, guess what? The women in Texas have a constitutional right under Roe v. Wade, which is still the law of the land, to have an unfettered decision during the first trimester and having nearly an unfettered decision for 22 to 24 months up to the point of viability. Texas could, I mean, California could pass laws letting you sue gun owners, notwithstanding their Second Amendment rights, letting them, you can sue people who engage in hate speech, prejudice speech, misogynistic speech, xenophobic speech, even if that speech is covered by the First Amendment. This law is a stunt. This law will fail. Yeah, I'm sure Governor Larry Elder will get right on all that. Okay, everybody vote no on the recall. I am not kidding you people. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. Early Glenn. returns are looking good for Democrats. Yes, but don't let that you placate you. You clawed it back, Steph. You clawed the hope back. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm usually the happy, clappy one, but I'm just trying to scare the bejesus out of Democrats in uh, California. Look alive, people. This is not a drill. This could happen. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, so, Glenn, uh, that's a great point. I'm sure you heard Ellie Mistal talking about sending federal doctors in. Uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of ideas. You know, the president, the DOJ have said they're looking at it. Nancy Pelosi has said Congress will look at it. What do you think the best remedy is here? What what can and should happen, Glenn? I think ultimately the courts will strike it that strike this down. I actually think the Texas state courts, once these cases are filed, will say this is not the subject of a lawsuit. It doesn't matter what empty-headed Governor Abbott says. It doesn't matter what the 
Texas Taliban legislature says, in order to bring a lawsuit, you need standing and you need damages, and you have neither. You just don't like the way your neighbor exercised her constitutional yeah. rights. Case dismissed. It's not going to withstand court challenges, I predict, even in the state courts in Texas. And the Supreme Court, yes, five justices had absolutely no allegiance to the law, to their own case law of, of yeah. Roe v. Wade. So they're not going to take this up on an emergency basis. At the end of the day, they're not going to allow this to stand. Now, that's a different question for what from what they're going to do in other cases that are already scheduled for hearings, like the 15-week abortion case that's pending before them. They could very well undermine Roe v. Wade, cut it back or do away with it altogether, but it won't be as a result of this ridiculous Texas law. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm i looking at a piece of the staggering implications of the Supreme Court's Texas anti-abortion ruling, because a lot of this is obviously legal gobbledygook for most of us. <laughs> so that's why we have you. But I, this is what they said. SB8 relies on a highly unusual enforcement mechanism. I think you've alluded to this, but uh, no state officer is permitted to enforce the statute. Instead, the law permits any person other than an officer or employee. This is how they get around this, right? Um, to file a lawsuit against an abortion provider, anyone who aids or abets the performance or inducement of an abortion, a plaintiff who prevails in such a lawsuit is entitled to a bounty of at least $10,000 paid by the person they sued. Talk about a slippery slope. Um, uh, Sonia Sotomayor, who uh, clearly has no Fs left to give, said Texas lawmakers fashioned this scheme because through, because federal constitutional challenges to state laws ordinarily are brought against state officers who are in charge of enforcing the law. So if no state officer can enforce the law, it's unclear whether anyone can be sued to block it. The Supreme Court's order joined uh, by the five conservative justices effectively blesses this method of evading judicial review. If Texas can avoid a court order blocking its anti-abortion law by delegating enforcement of the law to private bounty hunters, so can ever, any other state. And Florida's already said, right, hold my beer, right? I mean, this is the problem. Not only any other This is a way state. to avoid, um, avoid judicial review, right? So think about it. If legislatures can start passing laws, handing off the enforcement of those laws to the citizenry, then how about Congress pass laws handing off the enforcement of those laws to the citizenry because I know who I'd like to go out and start locking up. Yeah, yeah. So a couple other things on here. A law and law to stand that violates the obviously Supreme Court ruling. Um, it means that uh, it means the constitutional right to abortion is effectively dead. States now have the power to ban abortion for the first time since Roe v. Wade. While it's theoretically possible the court could reverse course in a subsequent litigation strike down SB 8, the sort of justices who would allow such a law to take effect are exceedingly unlikely to do so. And the court's already planning to hear a case in its next term, which you just referred to, which it can overrule Roe explicitly. The right to an abortion was killed in a one-paragraph order in a case that arose on the Supreme Court's shadow docket, which means something they only give right cursory briefing and no oral argument to. This snuck through literally in the dead of night, Glenn, when the media was too busy, you know, beating Joe Biden up over Afghanistan. uh, The court has now signaled it will permit states to enact laws that are intentionally drafted to frustrate judicial review, which SB8 is. So are you worried about this slippery slope in other states now? Yes, I am worried about it. I, I don't think that the, um, the result in the Supreme Court not, not being willing to step in on this on an emergency basis 
means that this law will survive in the in the long term because i cannot conceive of a practice in the united states where state governments can pass laws that violate constitutional rights but if if we can if the states can steph then i think every state that cares about gun violence needs to start passing laws that the citizens may not carry guns i love it because love it's it. the exact same thing yep. as what texas is trying to do on the abortion front and if the supreme court said that's fine yeah. then let's get our legislation on and yep. let's pass laws to stop everything that we know is actually doing damage to the citizenry yeah you and your giant gavel are everything i live for can we see your giant gavel please he's not kidding look at glenn I'm kirshner's, ready to start giant gavel <laughs> he brought it up, so to speak. I did not make it dirty. That, I made it something beautiful yeah. and about justice. That thing needs its own Twitter handle. Wow. Yeah. Yes, Glenn Kirshner's <laughs> awesome gavel of justice. <laughs> Love you, Glenn. Thanks, Love Glenn. you, Steph. See you, Chris. Okay. Bye, honey. Bye. Wow, that's big. Well, you've heard me raving about Cozy Earth Loungewear. Their leggings, joggers, super soft pajamas are amazing. And their sheet sets are just as incredibly soft and comfortable. Both Cozy Earth sheets and loungewear are made from viscose from bamboo. Here's why that's important. No toxins, harsh chemicals, or dyes. Oprah has called Cozy Earth sheets the softest sheets ever. In the December 2018 issue of Oh! The Oprah Magazine, these sheets, they're lightweight, they're so breathable. Cozy Earth promises you'll sleep less humid and cooler than cotton whether it's cozy earth sheets or loungewear and you should get both i did you cannot go wrong go to cozyearth.com now save 35 percent off their sourced bamboo bedding and loungewear with the code stephanie at checkout that is 35 percent off hurry this is a limited time offer go to c-o-z-y that's cozyearth.com don't forget that promo code is stephanie that's cozyearth.com i love my sheets and my jammies you will too it's cozyearth.com Uh, Jay tweets, I wonder if uh, there are radicalized Q horses who are refusing ivermectin for their worms and instead taking the Pfizer COVID vaccine. Okay, that's <laughs> funny. See, this is why we need comedians. Yes, that is true. And particularly comedians like my friend Ben Glebe, who joins us now on Zoom because because COVID, because we can't have nice things. You were going to be in studio, but we have our, our friend Sean is leaving to take care of his mom with uh, cancer in a couple of weeks. And we're all just, yeah. you know, Ben, having to be double extra careful again because of Delta and because of COVID idiots, right? Look, I understand I was going to shower and everything, but you saved me of that need. That's the beauty of it. Um, plus, you don't live near anything in the world, so it really makes it a lot easier to yes. do it this way. But yeah, people are... These, I went to your people. house for your birthday party because we thought, oh, woohoo, everything's opened. Everybody was vaccinated at your party. This was when? A couple months ago or something? We're it, like, oh, yeah, it we're... Yeah, was June. We thought yeah. we were back. It was, it was my life is back party. I had huge balloons that said life is back. I know. People posted it and then... We were all vaccinated. Knew? It was outside. Yeah. I was like, I fell in love with your mother. That's another long story. But you know, I spoke <laughs> I spoke Hebrew to her. I said, on the she said something. I said, Gamanimotic. It was really... Ben, you wow. missed it. Yeah. Tove my ode. My God. <laughs> <laughs> and now here we are again, right? Here Delta, we are again. Yeah. 
Delta variant, and there's a new one that is starting to circulate in countries that I'm like, oh my God, this is, it's even more infectious, of course, than Delta. I mean, it is so depressing, isn't it? I mean, it's incredibly depressing. I, I just did a, a disaster trailer parody for this talk show I hosted, and it's a meteor heading towards Earth that is going to destroy Earth, and we have to get on pod to go to Mars or we die. And already fragments of the meteor have hit Earth. And the guys are like, I'm not getting in your liberal space thingy. <laughs> and we're like, what do you mean? The meteors have already hit your homes. Your house was destroyed last night. That's what the lamestream media wants you to think. And then the guy goes, goes, look out the window. You can see the meteor right now. And he sees it reflected in his glasses. And he goes, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> That is the reality I we mean, are living in. We keep talking about the idiocracy, but it really is like people are eating horse paste washed down with Brondo because it's what plants crave. I mean, we are really... <laughs> this video you did was so hilarious because we've heard of these COVID idiots down here in Huntington Beach. Uh, it's They're an anti-vax restaurant, so you went in like undercover... Uh, it, I don't. What's the, I don't even want to say the name of it. It's a self-styled bastion of non-compliance with COVID safety precautions. Uh, comedian Ben Glebe went there to put their stance to the test. He ended up out on his ear in a secretly recorded video. You can be seen trolling the waiters, pretending to be among the patrons who appreciate the establishment's fight for freedom. You say it's nice to have a place that kind of puts their foot down for freedom and says we don't care about this deadly virus. We're gonna put our <laughs> foot down and just do it our way. Isn't that cool? I love it. Ben Glebe says, but the waiter doesn't immediately send the facetiousness it's all about freedom right the waiter thinks he agrees oh my god so so this is not only they throw you out if you are wearing a mask right and they say you have to be unvaccinated to go to this restaurant correct that's right that's right they they are so pro-freedom as soon as i put my mask on they ripped it off of my face if you got assaulted although you said you're not a you know a giant so you're not going to sue but they you (laughs) right you put a mask on they they immediately ask you to leave. Get out of here. Piss off. One of the waiters says, you guys are all gone. Get out of here. You don't even have to pay. The staff member then snatches the mask off Glebe's face. Um, and you said, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I've been vaccinated. I'm sorry I didn't put anybody at risk. <laughs> and then your frog march thrown into the street. And then you said, next time I'll have COVID, COVID and I'll cough on people. I'm happy to do it. I mean, <laughs> it's hilarious and sad all at the same time. I mean, and they basically assaulted you for wearing a mask. They threw me physically out of the restaurant, and I, I'm sorry for protecting everyone. I feel bad. <laughs> I, I don't know what I was thinking, trying to actually do what we can, a little tiny bit for society so we can get out of this damn thing. And uh, they weren't having it, and it was very rude of me to even bring science anywhere near their establishment. Right? I, it is astounding. I, I, I love I that you just, I you, I, you're apparently not part of the right wing industrial snowflake complex because you said, I'm able to handle my things. I'm not a baby. I can even handle cloth on my face, so I'm not going to sue them. I mean, it's, I, I, it is this unbelievable whiny victimhood and the screaming for freedom, right? When you're like, the vaccine is the freedom. It's like someone has a snake bite. You're like, here's the antidote. Just take this. And they're like, no, 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 no. Is, do you have horse paste? I mean, it's yeah. an extraordinary Every, turn of events, isn't it? Everything is political to these people, and you cannot have your political decisions or your societal decisions decided by, by, by people without brain capacity. You can't do it. We've been held hostage as a nation by this entitlement of the dumb 
to think that their opinions must be discussed now. We, yeah. we might we might be arriving at a place where we have to do a a uh, dumb ban. We have to allow a certain IQ level to be part of our public discourse. We cannot. It it used to be up until a few years ago that idiots didn't speak publicly much because in the back of their head they were just smart enough to know they didn't have any idea what they were talking about and then one of them becomes president and they're all empowered to the nth degree and they believe oh yeah the thing that didn't even make sense in my head i'm gonna stand firm on it and make people prove me wrong and you can't prove a negative wrong Ben, I said earlier in the show, I had a more cogent conversation with my 98-year-old mother uh, who has Alzheimer's, who is whose nursing home is shut down again because someone had COVID there because only not even half of them are vaccinated in her nursing. I mean, and so, but we talked about polio, Ben. Like, there wasn't this, well, what do you think about it? Maybe iron lungs and, and uh, you know, brace, braces on our feet are just our freedom. It's our, we have our freedom. Like, we didn't have this conversation. You just yeah. took the polio vaccine and then polio yeah. was gone. Right? Two, two of the best memes I've seen on this. Um, one was uh, said all these people, all these people on the on the right keep always talk so patriotically, and I would die for my country. You would die for your country. You won't even take a shot for your neighbors. Yep. Sit down. Yep. And then made even more starkly by one that said, we don't even let our dogs hang out without their shots. Yes. Yes. <laughs> one way dogs are better than people. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch. Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Are you, now, I, I don't know, I guess I should ask you because I, I believe that we had a few drinks and may or may not have made out after a happy hour. <laughs> Are you married? Are you going to have kids? What's happening with us? Or with I've you? First of all, you're committed to my mom now, from what I understand. Yeah. So, <laughs> in my defense, I also made out with Beverly D'Angelo after a happy hour. So, I was a little, uh, you know, fluid? I was. That sounds fluid. lovely. I was a little fluid. That sounds lovely. <laughs> in my drinking days, uh-huh. yes. <laughs> uh, I have an amazing girlfriend. She lives with me for. Oh, that's right. I've met her. She's plus been, years. Yeah. She's fantastic. Met Carmel. She's amazing. And so, our making out days, I think, are over. But oh, damn, we always have. Uh, your lanai. You don't have a. <laughs> I, I even met his girlfriend. You don't have in, a loophole for Springs. lesbian makeouts. For it's not serious. We're just effing around. I'll bring it to her. I'm happily. I'll happily bring that to her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this one, I don't know if you guys are gonna have kids. Jill tweets: A Florida teacher in a school district where three educators died in a single day slams Governor DeSantis's mask war. She said, "I haven't had kids in 41 years ever act that immature." I mean, it, it is, it, you know, we were talking about this guy at the mask hole at the uh, Miami airport going nuts, you know, yes. like, I, it, it just, and we're going to raise little COVID idiots in mask holes like that, I guess. Well, I mean, he behaved 
exactly like a bratty, spoiled child throwing a tantrum. Right. We now have just millions of actual man babies out in public screaming, throwing tantrums. Right. That's been enabled because the, the former president threw tantrums like that publicly because an entire news network throws tantrums. The look on Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson's face as they spew their their murderous lies that they themselves don't follow always look like someone took their, their paste away. They always <laughs> look, eh, they have this complete bratty yeah. anger on their face which comes from knowing that you're wrong, but you still want to do the thing because you're a baby boy. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, and we were saying, I guess, in the last, what is it, Chris, since the weekend, I mean, the last several days, we've had, this is the third right-wing radio talk show host, anti-vaxxer die, Kentucky pastor, all these anti-vaxxer, anti-vaccine people that preached it from their, uh, Georgia cop who urged people to take the horse paste. He just died. From yep. taking the horse pay. Yep. I, I who was who else do we say? There's an oh another the guy thirty year old, put three kids and a pregnant wife. The anti freedom guy, anti vaxxer leading some whatever movement San just Angel died. Freedom of, fighters. Yes, yes, just died of COVID. I mean, Ben, I don't know if you think that's going to move the needle. You're a dude. How about this one? A doctor tweeted when two men who recovered from COVID later sought surgeries to treat erectile dysfunction. Researchers analyzed their penile tissue and found the virus was still present present months after infection. That year won't work anymore. Will that move the needle? Will your right wing radio and pastor and whoever heroes dying of COVID, will that move the needle? First of all, I don't know if that'll move the needle, but I just signed up for another vaccine. <laughs> so, well, your needle not that. being able to move move the needle on COVID yes, vaccine is my yes, point. it is. But um, that plus the possible topic of you know bonus lesbian makeouts—it's been quite a morning already. <laughs> but uh, I don't think it'll move the needle because these people will literally believe any excuse for any piece of bad data that gets. I assure you, one of their buddies told them after all those conservative talk show hosts died, if they really died of COVID, how come they're not on the radio no more telling us? Yeah. And the guy's like, wait, that is a great point. How come as soon as they die, they go radio silent? (laughs) Exactly. And they're not mentioning it to anybody. I know. I just, I can't imagine though, Chris, it doesn't have an impact. That they don't go, the guy that just told me all of this stuff that I listened to just died of that thing he said was a hoax <laughs> that you didn't need a vaccine for. I mean... It's insane. We are... The, it's like idiocracy mixed with the Titanic. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. You don't need lifeboats. Just go. There's a pile of trash to float on at least once the ship goes down. <laughs> exactly. Um, ben, you, uh, by the way, you have a fantastic club. Tell us about the club because, you know, depending on what happens, we're doing our first live sexy liberal tour. But uh, if, now we're just reading about a new variant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're requiring vaccination and masking and all of that. But you have a club that a lot of huge names, including yourself, have been doing shows from virtually. Just tell us about it. It's called Nowhere Comedy Club. That's right. So when the pandemic hit, we decided to try to help solve the problem of live comedy disappearing for the whole planet where performers couldn't make a living anymore and the global community couldn't attend live comedy, couldn't have the community vibes, the catharsis that live comedy brings. And so I created the world's first virtual comedy club. It's over Zoom, but we produce the events. We have pre-show vibes and music and hangs and videos. 
promoting upcoming things. And we have showroom managers that monitor the sound so you can keep your video and audio right. on. So you can see so and the, hear the audience and they can yes. see and hear you. I've, I've been in, I've been there. I was there for your birthday party. Yeah, it's so cool. There's a stage. Studio. Right. Yeah. 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 There's a whole stage and you're surrounded by three giant screens, 30 feet of video screen. So you literally see and hear your audience and they see and hear you like at a live venue. So you can do live podcasts, live stand up, live talk shows in front of an audience. Bill Burr has done 70 minute stand up performance from this stage. Sarah Silverman. We've had countless shows from Mike Birbiglia, John Cleese, Todd Berry, wow. Aisha. Uh, Aisha uh, Tyler. Uh, now you're talking about Aida Rodriguez. Aisha Tyler oh. kept saying no. <laughs> she <laughs> says she turns me down too. I, you know, it's I a know. thing. <laughs> Dear friend, but very busy. And, yes. Yes. And uh, and you can see these live shows, so so you don't have to go out for the first time in right. history for a live night of entertainment. People just go to nowherecomedyclub.com. You can buy tickets to any of our upcoming shows. Fantastic. I have a weekly improvised show called Gleeb Off the Top. Crowd work and improvised madness. It's different every week. The crowd is involved in it. We elect a mayor. It's a mini town. Oh my god! Of mad ones. Well, we are we are running long. But yeah. listen, I got to hang out with you and your pal Nikki Glazer. Your birthday party. So when it's oh. we're past this, you guys bring your little friend in. Come in live in the studio. You are smart and that. funny and handsome, and I enjoy making out with you, Ben Glebe. Ditto, <laughs> my friend. Ditto. Yeah. I'm gonna put this to to the to the table and see if I don't get thrown out of the house. I'll yeah. Come back. Yeah, and tell your mother I said on the Teva uh, Tach and anyone that does not believe in our love is a badzana. Okay? Feels like you're trying to have it both ways, Stephanie. All but right. That's fine. Okay. Let's <laughs> make you jealous one way or another. Love you. See you next Thanks, time. Ben. <laughs> Bye, honey. Bye-bye. There he goes. Ben Glebe. Hooray. Bye-bye.